This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, and this is our latest look at the Minnesota Twins. I'm joined by Rhett Bollinger, and we are going to preview spring training camp in Fort Myers, Florida. The Twins report next week. Rhett will be down there. Uh, and, Rhett, uh, just kind of look at this club, the difference between 2016 and 2017. What would you identify as, as the key differences in the Twins? Well, the Twins haven't done too much in terms of free agency, in terms of uh, adding any differences uh, this offseason outside of adding catcher Jason Castro. Uh, it should be a big addition to this team, especially on the pitching side. Um, great working with staffs. We know he's uh, great with pitch framing. Last year he was uh, in the top four in baseball in that statistic, uh, turning you know strikes into balls, balls into strikes, uh, being, sorry, turning balls into strikes, getting you know, extra strikes for his pitchers. Does a great job of that. Should help should help the staff a lot. Last year, Chris Suzuki uh, was not one of his strengths. Was not uh, you know uh, pitch framing the way that Castro does. Uh, he's going to be the big addition. Also, a former All Star in 2013. He can offer something offensively as well. Uh, he doesn't hit lefties as well. Like I said before, I think he's going to probably be tuned a little bit where he'll mostly only face right-handed pitching. Um, but he's going to be a big part of this um, team going forward in terms of helping the pitching staff uh, get better. You know, last year the Twins had the worst ERA in baseball uh, from their starting pitchers. That needs to change. And I think Castro, with his game-playing skills, defensive skills, is, you know, even throwing runners out on top of the um, stats he has in terms of pitch framing, should definitely help this team out going uh, forward. Now, sometimes we think we know everything about a ball club uh, on paper. Or it all seems pretty straightforward. But then spring training comes along and, and some surprise development happens. And, and sometimes it's a pleasant surprise as far as a guy stepping up who maybe makes the roster unexpectedly or steps into uh, a bigger role uh, than he was initially pegged to have. Any guys uh, strike you as, as potential to uh, surprise here in spring training? With the Twins' decision to designate Youngwell Park for assignment, the door is open for Kenny's Vargas to surprise for the Twins as a designated hitter in 2017. Vargas had a crowded infield situation last year and didn't get much playing time, but in the 50 games, he certainly was productive, hitting 233 with a 500 slugging percentage, hitting 10 home runs. Vargas showed some powerful signs in terms of his extra velocity and stat cast and can be primed for a breakout year with the Twins now that Trevor Plouffe has been outrighted off the roster, Youngho Park has also been designated for assignment, and Miguel Sano is going to be at third base, giving Vargas a chance to be the club's everyday designated hitter. One thing we're looking at on MLB.com this week is, is every club's star, and that star is situation uh, going into 2017. And um, I don't think it's too hard to identify the, the twin star, and he's obviously uh, an intriguing situation because it's a name we talked about all winter. Absolutely. Yeah. Brian Dozier's definitely evolved into the twins' uh, biggest star. We know Joe Maurer's been kind of the face of this franchise for a long time as well. Both those kind of struggles the last few years um, and the emergence of Dozier. Um, Dozier's kind of become the, the face of this team, but he's had an interesting offseason, like we talked about a lot, um, being subject to trade rumors the entire offseason, linked with the Dodgers throughout most of it. Uh, obviously did not happen. The Dodgers decided to trade for Logan Forsyth, Forsyth instead. 
Uh, Dozier still with the Twins. He wasn't exactly, you know, thrilled with the way some of the offseason went. I think he wanted to stay with the Twins. I think it dragged on a little longer than he would prefer. Um, but at the same time, I think he's happy to be in Minnesota. Uh, he still has two more years left on his deal, so he can continue to tr- contribute for the Twins. Uh, the big thing he said to me was he doesn't really want to be, I guess, a ping pong ball is the way he put it. He doesn't want to be, you know, every time uh, you know trade deadline shows up, he doesn't want to be that guy that could be kind of always talked about in trade rumors going forward. But I do think that even if he doesn't want that, I do think that it's probably going to continue to happen just because he does have so much value, um, and the Twins need to kind of look, you know, a little bit longer, longer view, more long-term thing, and look for pitching. So I still think Dozier could be a guy that could trade, you know, going forward at some point. But for now, he's still with the Twins. I think he's definitely happy to be in Minnesota, but certainly could be a trade candidate still in the next two years. Well, one element that made uh, the Dozier discussion so fascinating this winter was it is a new front office, and it was a pretty big decision to make uh, right out the gate is, is to decide whether to part with uh, the franchise traits and and, uh, and and where to take this club going in the future. What would you say, Rhett? is the vision for this club uh, on the part of Derek Falvey and, and Thad Levine um, when they look ahead to not just spring training of 2017, but 2017 in general? Well, the big thing they want to do is kind of build a consistent winner. But to do that, they have to kind of find a way to develop some pitching here. We know they have a veteran rotation in some ways with guys that have been around like Irvin Santana, Hector Santiago, Phil Hughes coming off an injury, Kyle Gibson. But those guys need to step up for sure this year. But going forward to it's just building that rotation in terms of guys like Jose Barrios, you know, a bunch of guys behind him in the minor leagues, whether it's Cole Stewart or Tyler Jay or Steven Gonzalez or Fernando Romero. There's enough arms in the system that hopefully some of these guys can come up and be impact starting pitchers. And on the offensive side, I think they kind of want to build a team around some speed, some athleticism, uh, and obviously power, too. Last year, this team hit more than 200 home runs. Uh, they kind of have Dozier and, and Tanoa. It's kind of their power hitters on this team. Hopefully they're hoping Park or maybe Vargas will kind of be a power hitter as well. But they like the speed that athleticism of players like you know Byron Buxton, Eddie Rosario, Jorge Polanco, Max Kepler. Those are the kind of the guys they're going to build around going forward. So I think right now the key this season is to kind of get their their team last year is pretty similar to this year outside of Jason Castro. The big thing this year is going to kind of get these guys guys to get better, to develop, to try to become winning players going forward. And then I think what they'll do in the future is once they kind of have this core established, then they can kind of fill in the blanks in free agency or via trade to kind of find the positions they need to find. But for now, it's just kind of getting these young guys going and kind of building around this young core over the next few years and hoping to build a winner from that. The Twins have lost 92 games or more in five of the last six seasons. We know they won't be counted on as a, as a World Series contender in 2017. But in your mind, Rhett, what would the perfect season, the realistically perfect season, uh, look like for this club for 2017? I think more than anything for a perfect season for the Twins, a lot of it's going to be about development. Like I said, I think a lot of it's going to be Byron Buxton having a breakout year, Miguel Sano bouncing back, Max Kepler building on his year, Eddie Rosario as well, Jorge Polanco being able to stick at shortstop, uh, you know, Jose Barrios uh, maybe taking that next step as a starting pitcher, uh, some of the young relievers, J.T. Chagois, Nick Birdie making a step forward, Ryan Presley maybe becoming a closer. Um, I think record-wise, the Twins, I think, would love to get close to 500 again like they were two years ago maybe kind of be, you know, in a competitive race on the stretch. But, you know, I, I think, you know, ultimately 103 losses to, to go from that to a playoff team uh, is certainly a pretty big jump. So I think as long as they can kind of even be in the 500 range, uh, they'd be happy. But more than anything, more so than the record, I think it's just about getting kind of that core and everybody to take a step forward so that they can compete going forward. Because I think this year that so I'd love to compete, but realistically it's just hard to go from that many losses to being a playoff team. But I think if they can kind of get back 
on that right track to being a playoff team, maybe even, you know, as soon as 2018 and all the right things happen in terms of all the prospects and young guys, you know, have big years. I think that's kind of the perfect year for the twins in 2017. Uh, when you look ahead to spring training, Rhett, uh, what are some of the key areas of, of intrigue from the roster perspective? You know, where are the, the key battles going to be here in spring training? Well, one of the big key battles would be in the rotation, kind of that fifth spot. Uh, we know it's kind of the veterans up front with, uh, you know, Urban Santana and Kyle Gibson, Hector Santiago, and Phil Hughes, if he can come back healthy. But that fifth spot's going to be up for grabs. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, Trevor May has got a good chance at that, but Jose Barrios has got to prove himself as well. We've got Justin Haley, who's a Rule 5 candidate. He'll be in that mix. Veteran Ryan Vogelfong will be in that mix as well. Probably more likely to be in long relief, but at least to get a chance. Um, and I think the bullpen, too, the back of the bullpen, I think the big thing is going to be seeing how, you know, Glenn Perkins responds. Is he going to be able to be the team's closer coming off labor surgery? Is he going to be kind of eased back into this, you know, role, or is he going to come back at all? So uh, Brandon Kinsler is kind of the, the main candidate to be closer uh, after his success last year, but Ryan Press has got a good chance, too, to, to maybe close at some point as well this season. Um, in terms of positionally, uh, at DH is kind of the competition between Bianco Park and Kenny's Vargas. Outside of that, most of the spots um, are mostly filled. I think left field, Eddie Rosario will have a little bit of a battle with Robbie Grossman, maybe a couple non-roster guys like J.B. Shuck for some playing time in left. But for the most part, a lot of positions are kind of already locked up. But guys like Miguel Sano has to establish himself at third. Uh, you know, Jorge Polanco has got to do a better job defensively at short. So we'll have Eduardo Escobar to kind of push him as well. But most of the big battles for the Twins this year will be in the, you know, on the pitching side. Uh, Rhett, for those who uh, haven't been down to Fort Myers uh, to, to see their beloved Twins or, or maybe going for the first time, how do you just describe uh, the environment down there, uh, the, the stadium, which has uh, been recently renovated? What, what's the, uh, the atmosphere there in Fort Myers? It's really great. I love going down to Fort Myers. It's really a beautiful city. It has a great beach down there as well. Fort Myers Beach is great. And Sanibel Island's right down there as well. And on the baseball side, it doesn't get any better than Hammond Stadium. The whole CenturyLink sports complex is incredible. Uh, renovated over the last couple of years. Uh, the ballpark is, you know, all, all renovated, brand-new seats, awesome berm seating out in left field, uh, great views from anywhere you sit in the stadium. Um, just a beautiful complex. And the great thing about the Twins, too, is they're very open in terms of allowing fans to be able to walk throughout the entire complex. You know, if you go over to the Red Sox side, um, it is great to the Red Sox play in town as well in Fort Myers on the same street on Daniels. Easy to get to their part, too, to see them play. And when they play the Twins, it's always a, a big crowd. Uh, with both those teams in the city. But nice thing is, too, compared to the Red Sox, is the Twins, um, their facility is pretty much wide open. Fans can walk around, get autographs, and especially when the team's kind of practicing early in the morning. Um, the best time to go is, truthfully, to meet the players is probably before the games even start. You can kind of go early and watch them work out and get a bunch of autographs afterward. Um, but the great thing about the Twins is there's so much access for the fans. Um, and so the complex is beautiful. The city is a lot of fun. A lot of good restaurants as well. Uh, Fort Myers is a great place for any Twins fan, really any baseball fan or any fan at all, to come down and visit. All right, there you have it. The latest from Rep Bollinger. We'll continue to check with him throughout spring training, throughout the 2017 season. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins Edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 